Hello, and welcome to the fourth publicly released episode of 33 and a Third Under 45. This show is a collection of personal essays written by me, Ryan Lynch, each based around an album that I've had on repeat. And this time, I have some pretty big announcements. I've mentioned before that this show was originally published as written columns on the Flying Machine blog and as audio essays on Patreon. But after this month, the Flying Machine network is coming to a close and the Patreon is as well. So all of the previously exclusive episodes will be released here every Wednesday for the next 17 weeks before the show will resume with new episodes in June. These episodes will still feature new intros and announcements to keep you up to date with some really exciting new stuff and projects I have coming up, like my new band and our upcoming debut album, but I'll get into that over the next few weeks. Thanks for listening. This episode was the first column and was originally written on May 28th, 2018. For up-to-date news, episodes, and columns, follow me on Twitter at StoopKidLivesOn or go to FranzRadio.com. What kind of soundtrack keeps us inspired in a cynical world? I'm Ryan Lynch, and this is 33 and a Third, Under 45. I don't think I enjoy media anymore. Well, that's a lie. I still love things, just not in the same ways I used to. I used to just pop on a record or watch a movie and just enjoy the ride without analyzing every single emotional beat and what it means to me at that exact moment. That's a lie too, but it's easier to pretend that this is some big shift into the dramatic. The first time I heard the Decemberists' I'll Be Your Girl, their newest record, I was driving home from a late night meetup with some friends on record store day, with my better half asleep in the front seat. When the first song, Once In My Life, started, it seemed like the Decemberists I've loved for a decade, and I was feeling it. But then all these synths came on, and I was feeling it less. If you never listen to them, they mostly write folky songs about boats and chimneys and medieval queens. And after that first listen through, the record sat on my shelf for a month and didn't get a whole lot of revisiting. Fast forward and I'm listening to it on repeat and crying on the side of the highway, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Since the election, I've been struggling with a lot. I feel guilty when I enjoy things that seem trivial, but I've also felt that those things are more important than ever. I've always been an escapist, but I was having a harder time escaping and not yelling, but think about what it represents in a larger context. Think about the ramifications of this story in Trump's America to any squirrel or rabbit who hadn't yet learned to run away at the first sign of postmodern breakdown Ryan. This was embodied by my two favorite releases of 2017. Paramore's After Laughter, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. They captured the dichotomy of this feeling better than I could explain. After Laughter is an 80s style synth-pop record that's so easy to dance to, but on the first listen I missed just how sad Haley Williams' lyrics were on it. The big single from the album Hard Times was my fun song of the summer, but, well, I'll let her explain. All 
And my favorite song of the record, Fake Happy, is pretty self-explanatory. Just like my 2017. Wow, there's a lot of great stuff in here and it's so much fun. But whoa, this narrator just shoehorns in some sad and self-loathing stuff the whole time. I'm not gonna go into a whole thing about Last Jedi. Enough people have heard my rant on how it's all about identity politics and rejecting the savior mentality of the Bernie Kratz in a post-Obama world, while also rejecting the obsession with legacy and the past that the establishment Democrats won't leave behind. But there's so many good jokes and fun settings in it. So yeah, Star Wars. So that brings me to the Decemberists and I'll Be Your Girl. Knowing that it had some popular production, I figured it would be a fun escape from all the terrible. And this time I really listened to Colin Malloy's lyrics. It wasn't. At all. The opening lines are up at the top, but hell, did I start feeling it this time through. The songs seem dancey and popular than the Decemberists have ever been, but the lyrics are maybe Colin's best. There's a track that sounds like a real throwback to the lighthearted mid-2000s sound that I frequently pined to when it played over a Crush's MySpace page, but with an added choir of children singing, We All Die Young. Pulled open the case and saw a caricature of the president with a lyric in a word bubble. I realized that this album completed my trifecta of happy but not really when the campy Everything is Awful came on. I couldn't help but say out loud to no one, he's not wrong, and that silly but tragic tune perfectly set the stage for my emotional wreck on the highway. Everything, 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 everything is Right after Everything is Awful, Sucker's Prayer starts. I don't know why this one resonated with me so hard. Maybe it's the classic Decemberist sound that shines through. It sounds like the band, but with anxiety. Maybe it's just the day I was having. Maybe it's just because it was the third time through the record that day and it was finally sinking in. Whatever the reason, I found myself singing along as tears filled my eyes. And right then and there, in New York rush hour traffic, I realized something. This certainly wasn't the album I wanted, but Christ, was it the album I needed. I was not ready for the role. I was so discontent to wear that heavy load. So I 
I give you the incredible flying machine. <laughs>